Hello, everyone, and welcome into week three of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Schmidt. On the phone with me, the head football coach of the Clarksville High School Wildcats, Coach Isaac Shelby. Coach Shelby, thank you so much for joining us again this week. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for what you do for the kids. It wouldn't really be a show if we didn't have you, though, so I guess that's (laughs) part of it. You have to join me each week, but I do appreciate you being here, Coach. As you know, uh, we have uh, Sheepdog Customs Incorporated as our main umbrella sponsor here, Coach Conway and Company. We appreciate them being a part of the show and a part of the Clarksville High family. And uh, we also have another sponsor here, Barker Beef, our T-Bone of the Week. Coach, that's where we started off last week. Let's go ahead and start off this week. Uh, I know we had a few pretty good hits. I think uh, Jack Stein's name should be brought up in there. Uh, Gavin Phillips had some pretty big hits. Uh, Cal McKay, again, another name on there. Uh, So who do you think, who would you give your uh, T-Bone of the Week to? Uh, A T-Bone of the Week going to Jack Stein on special teams this week. He's a freshman for us that uh, he kind of got pushed in because of coronavirus and um, ran down there and, and did a really good job for us. Um, his brother played for us a couple of years ago. He was a really good kicker. Um, Jack is definitely the uh, better tackler of the brothers <laughs> of the Stein family, for sure. Um, but Trevor was a really good player, too. I'm sure Trevor, uh, if he listens to this, will uh, uh, definitely uh, have to now know that his little brother can hit harder than him a little bit. Yeah, I've never seen Trevor do that before. But yeah, yeah Jack, Jack had a big one on the punt. I'll tell you this much. That's never a sign for a big brother. They want to hear that their little brother hits harder than them. I know my big brother would be very upset if he heard those words. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, Sometimes the truth hurts. So. Absolutely, Coach. Well, let's go ahead and look back here at Springfield this past week, one of the oldest rivalries in the state of Tennessee, one of the oldest in Middle Tennessee. It was the 97th meeting. Uh, Springfield, they came out hot. Go up 13-0 right there at half. Uh, Able to score one touchdown in the third quarter there, but uh, it was all Springfield. Um, Also added a field goal for us. Final score, 27-10. Coach, uh, a lot of things that can be worked on. What did you see from your team? What do you want to improve on? Uh, I think we had a chance to grab the momentum there uh, after Robert's long pass to Ben Moore. Um, Had it down there in a spot that, you know, we probably should have scored there in that situation. I think if we score there in that situation, Springfield's not uh, not really able to run the clock out on us like they did, and um, they tacked on that late one. It was really it was really a little bit closer than that score indicates. Um, in the first half, we just we just had three bad plays on defense and um, turned them into points. So I mean, the name of the game is points, and and our mistakes turned into their points. And then when we got in the red zone. Um, you know, we'd made some mistakes that didn't turn into points. Coach, they had Devin Crenshaw, who I thought was probably one of the best hard-nosed runners that we've seen. Obviously, only two mm-hmm. games in, but Devin Crenshaw, uh, he looks like he should be a fullback. He's like a throwback fullback playing quarterback, but he's able to run pretty well against us. Yeah, he really was. He's strong. He's athletic. Um, you know, he, he saw the gaps, and, you know, when we jammed it up. He bent it outside. Really good player. Um, so I think he's a junior, so we'll have to deal with him again. But no, I was super impressed by uh, him and their backs, and, and I thought they did a really good job. I thought our linebackers really did a good job, though, against those uh, against the running backs. I, I think they tackled very well um, because Crenshaw was really the only person that really found the end zone other than that screen pass. I thought Cal McKay and Chris Bagatini, even Diego Buck, those were uh, three of our top tacklers, uh, Bagatini and Buck, both with 10, and Cal McKay with eight tackles. Uh, really getting in there on those running backs uh, was just really Crenshaw, but I, I thought that the linebackers – we're really getting in there and making some havoc on those running backs. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, toward the end of the game, they got off their keys. It's something we're going to talk about with them. Um, 
and, and kind of fix that. I think the disappointing thing was um, we just we didn't have we did not have the attention to detail necessary to win a game like that. Um, and then that's something that's e it's an easy fix if they want to fix it, but. Um, it's definitely going to be pointed out, and this is going to be a very difficult week of practice for those guys. Coach, uh, you mentioned a little bit, you said Robert Riley completing a pass to Ben Moore um, this past week. Normally, we have a, we have a full room, a full meeting room, uh, but the time that the game rolled around, we had 42 players dressed due to mm -hmm. reasons with COVID, uh, just something that's kind of unforeseen because uh, to start the week, a lot of those kids were there, and then by middle of the week, uh, we were looking around wondering who was going to be what and who was going to play, and, and Robert Riley was one of those players normally playing receiver in at T-back because uh, Jared Buchanan wasn't there, Jamari Cobb still getting healthy. So uh, for you, seeing how some of those players were able to adjust, you know obviously it might have been the first time there, but how do you think some of those players were able to adjust to new positions? I think they did an okay job. You know, uh, the T-back's the hardest one because Jamari's out. Um, you know, and then and then Jared had issues, and uh, you know, after the after the JV game, um, you know, we, we thought we may start James Dalrymple at that spot, and then he ended up getting uh, he ended up getting sick later in the week. So um, definitely got tired of my phone beeping last week because every time it did, we lost a player or two, or you know, um, or whatever. But it, it's kind of forcing guys into roles that they wouldn't normally be in, and hopefully. You know, one day when this virus is finally over, we'll have a bunch of experienced guys that, uh, you know, got some experience playing as a freshman because we had a bunch of freshmen that had to play the other night. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, what did you take away from this game against Springfield? We won't dwell on it much after this, but what did you take away from your team uh, and, and what you're hoping that they can do uh, as the season goes on? I just It's it's attention to detail on, on some very small things. And, um, you know, it's not something that we can fix for them because it's not Little League and we can't stand out there with them. Um, they're either going to have to choose to fix it or choose to get the result that they got Friday. Um, hopefully they will choose to fix it. But um, they just have to lock in better on, on stuff like that, especially, um, especially you know, big game situations like we had the other night. I just, we just didn't do a very good job of it. And ultimately, that's my fault because I'm the head coach. So um, we'll get it fixed one way or the other. All right, Coach, we're going to take our first break in the show. When we come back, we're talking a little Warfield Shield. We have that coming up. Stay with us. Coach stays with us and talks a little bit more about that after the break. And welcome back to the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. I'm Ethan Schmidt on the phone, head football coach of the Clarksville High Wildcats, Coach Isaac Shelby. Uh, coach, uh, a lot of times when we talk about the team we're about to play, uh, we say the team from down the road. We say the red team. Um, we don't really call them by their name. This is the Warfield Shield game. It's between Clarksville and, as you'll say probably many times in here, and the red team. Uh, how do you get this uh, – what does this game mean to you as a coach? I know you never played in it as a player, uh, mm -hmm. but what does it mean to you as a coach uh, for your team when they get in this game? Uh, it, it's a big deal. I mean, this is – we talked about rivalries last week, and this is – they built Rossview the year after I graduated. So, um, you know, I don't have any playing experience in this one. I know some of the younger coaches do. But, um, you know, it's just a big game. But, you know, the, the school zones are adjacent. Um, you know, so a lot of these kids know each other from – Elementary school, middle school, church, baseball, you know, you name it. Um, so, so they know each other really well, which adds like a, it adds a intensity for them that last week 
um, for them, not as much because, you know, they don't know those Springfield kids quite as good, but um, it adds a little bit to it. Coach, you brought up a unique point about this rivalry game with some of the younger coaches because uh, we'll talk about it here in a second, but of course, you know, you have uh, three of us that, you know, have played in the game as actual coaches. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have Ben as an intern and J.J. Payne around as well who's played in it. J.J. Payne was a Rossview kid that came over to CHS. Uh, so you have you have five of us on staff that have wore purple and gold in that rivalry, but now mm-hmm. you also have two coaches that wore red and gold in that in that rivalry, and Isaiah Johnson and Jim Irwin. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know they're through and through Wildcats after getting a good time to spend with them and, and talk with them, but how unique is that for your coaching staff and for this game to have so many faces who, uh, two of them have been on the other side of it, but most of them have that Clarksville High experience with it. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty unique situation. Um, you know, uh, Jim came on. He was a student teacher at the school last year. And, you know, we're really trying to find teachers in the building that that, uh, that helps out. And, and he happens to be really good friends with Coach Sickle because um, they played against each other in this rivalry in high school, you know, and Jackson Hadley and some of those guys. And, and so we brought him on. And then um, and Isaiah, um, you know, kind of the same deal. He, he finally got done playing, you know, uh, like professionally and, and moved back to town and, and he, he called Kyle and, you know, he came over to my house and we kind of talked a little bit and then I called Jackson Hadley and some of the other guys that knew him and, you know, he got a, you know, glowing recommendation for those guys. And I think he's really helped our team out a lot. I think the kids enjoy being around him. Um, it's really positive, sometimes like too positive, you know, but, <laughs> but he's, he's super positive and, and the kids enjoy being around him. And he brings a lot of energy every day to practice. Yeah. I, I love seeing Isaiah out there. He's, he, uh, I think he gets me fired up as a coach too. Sometimes when I have him out there, um, coach, yeah, I think if you punch him in the face, he's just <laughs> smile at you, you know, cause he just smiles all the time. It's crazy. Unless he had his uniform on, then he'd probably get ready to fight with you. Right. You can feel yeah. that when he's out there, coach, I've been yeah. on the, uh, uh, I have probably one of the worst uh, memories of the Warfield Shield game because I played in the first ever Warfield Shield game. And mm-hmm. if you know some history about that, that means that we were also the first team to ever lose the Warfield Shield game. Um, mm-hmm. How do you talk to your kids? I, I know for me, I always have that kind of like that just bad taste bad taste in my mouth about this game. But how do you talk with your kids and get them ready for this type of rivalry game, but also remind them that, like, hey, this is only week three. We still have a full season ahead of us. This is an important game. It's big for everything that you think of. But, you know, hey, we have to do everything right. Well, there's a lot of hoopla that goes on with it that, you know, leads up to the week at both schools, I'm sure. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, the, the clock is the same, the score is the same, the rules are the same, like the field's the same, like the, the game part is, is all the same. So, um, while it's fun for the kids to do all that stuff and, you know, they should have a good time with that, you know, come seven o'clock on Friday, it's, it's just a football game, you know, and, and you can't lose your head about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Uh, seeing Rossview, knowing that they're coming to this game 0-2, a little bit deceiving because they did take on Wilson Central. They took on Riverdale. These are two pretty talented teams, two pretty uh, pretty good teams in the state. You know, What do you look at for Rossview? How do you look at it coming into this one? They played a really tough schedule. You know, most teams that would open up with Wilson Central and Riverdale would end up 0-2 anyway. You know, um, They play a really, really tough schedule. Um, I think Coach Hood does a really good job. Uh, he's, you know, his, his kids are always disciplined. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a fun game for sure. But I enjoy coaching against him because 
you know, he he does do some unique things each year that, that kind of give you trouble. And he's just a good football coach, and his whole staff's good, too. Coach, uh, knowing uh, Rossview has still yet to get a, a touchdown, um, how big is it to you guys to really make sure this defense is well prepared this week? Because I think you and I both know that, you know, that first touchdown that they're able to put on on the season uh, is, is something that they're waiting for as a team to really just uh, kind of get their momentum going as well. We just prepare the same every time. Like, we don't prepare any more for Rossview than we do Springfield and McGavick or anybody else. Um, I think one of the best things our staff does is prepare. Um, you know, when you when you look into huddle and you get a thousand cut-ups a week or whatever, you're like, you, you know, you're prepared. The kids are prepared. It's just what they do with that preparation, you know. Um, but, you know, they do a really good job. They're a good football team, and, you know, it's going to be really fun on Friday night. Coach, uh, last year not playing against Rossview – uh, was a season off against them uh, due to COVID and the shorten of the season and all that. Um, this year, getting it back, uh, I feel like you know a lot of a lot of people, especially in uh, this area, they just been kind of waiting for this game because this is a big night Friday night feel. Uh, it's what you would expect from high school football and some of those areas in the country where you know games like this go on all the time. I mean, towns shut down in Texas and you hear things like that. Uh, I'm going to say there's not going to be many people on the roadways on Warfield and Sango um, or anywhere kind of on Rossview Road once kickoff happens. You know, what does that mean? Uh, what does that game kind of mean uh, to you as a football coach? I mean, it's a big deal. It's it's definitely – I think it's the best environment in town. Um, I, I think it's uh, it, it's one that kids really, really enjoy playing. I wish every week was like that, you know. Um, but the rivalry is um, – it's it, – it, it's, I was watching this documentary one time about like the Hatfields and McCoys. And I think it's kind of that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the kids, the kids know that like, they're not supposed to like the, each other, but no one's really sure why, you know, like, it's just one of those things that, you know, it, like it's, it's gone on so long that, that, you know, they just, you know, they, they don't really know why they don't like them, but they definitely don't like them and they don't like us. And, you know, and, you know, sometimes people just play that up and stuff, but it, it, it's, I wish every Friday night the stadium was as full as it's going to be on, um, you know, this Friday at 7. Well, not even 7, really, like 530. Yeah. yeah. What does it mean to you to ha- be able to have it as a home game? How does that, you feel, kind of play into it? Uh, I think it helps, you know, obviously being at home. I, I think the only time that, like, a home game is not an advantage to the home team is the first one, just because of all the other stuff you have to get done. Um, but, you know, it's 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 fun, and, you know, we have a good home crowd, and it'll be exciting. All right, Coach, we're going to take our second break here. When we come back, it's three random questions. I have all three of them. They're going to be somewhat stupid this week. Uh, we'll give it a little bit of uh, – uh, I gave you some time to kind of think about them prehand, so I hope you know. Hope we have some really good answers for it. Uh, I know you always bring some really good answers for them. So when we come back, we're going to talk uh, three random questions with Coach Shelby, and then have our final thoughts before we get ready for Rossview. Stay with us. We have that coming up next. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. It's kind of the time that everybody, I think, looks forward to because we've had some really fun off-the-wall answers. We have some really, like, weird questions for you, Coach. I think some people might just fast-forward through this podcast to hear this por- uh, portion of it. Well, whatever. That's, that's, 
that's fine as long as we have a couple sponsors that are uh, still working on it. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree yeah. with you on that one. All right, Coach, so my first question for you. Sorry, I pulled away from the mic there for a second. But um, my first question for you is if you won the lottery, I think right now I think Powerball is almost $300 million. If you mm-hmm. won the lottery, what would be like a crazy purchase you would want to make? Um, not a big lottery guy. Uh, I, I would probably say um, I'd probably say like a boat. I think I would, I would never buy a boat unless I won the lottery. But like, yeah, a boat would be um, like 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 a really nice boat that could go out in the ocean and do all kinds of crazy. That would be fun. I would I would probably go with a boat. Uh, my grandfather used to really be into. Um, he used to really like El Caminos, and those have always he always had one of those when I was a kid, and they were kind of fascinating. My wife hates them, but uh, <laughs> I may I might buy like a old like El Camino to restore. Um, you know, just because he used to do that, and um, also to make her pretty mad too, that would be like a like a double whammy on that. All right. Second question I have for you is: uh, In your lifetime, have you ever done anything crazy, kind of like ju- like jumping out of a plane or bungee jumping, or would you do anything like that? Uh, definitely not on a plane. Um, I'm, I'm not a big heights guy. You, would, Coach Conway, and Coach Freeman. Coach Sickle have done a lot of jumps in like their military time, but that's definitely you'd have to shove my dead body out of one of those airplanes to get me to do that. Like, not doing that. Uh, not a big heights guy at all. Um, uh, went snowboarding a couple years ago and um, and ended up. Act, well, this was kind of an accident, but we kind of accidentally got on the big lift, like the one that was going way all the way to the top. Um, and we were not prepared for that, but, um, went all the way to the top. And then I just refused to like ride the lift down. Cause I'm not going to be one of those people. Um, so we went ahead and snowboarded that what it kind of snowboarded down the mountain, half snowboarded, half just fell down the mountain. Um, <laughs> but that was, that was pretty fun, but I wasn't getting back on that lift and going back down there and like looking at the people coming the other way. No, no way I was doing that. I, I once recorded a, a sporting event, believe it or not. It was uh, people racing uphill on snowmobiles on a uh, ski jump mountain. Hmm. So that was uh, one of the most interesting things. They Did they not know. flip? No, they, uh, a lot of them would just, uh, some of them would get really close to it, um, but hmm. I, they would just come barreling up and down them. I think they would race up and then they have to race back down. It was pretty intense. I, uh, You stand on the side with the camera um, and you know, have to wear as many bright colors as possible. So, you know, they don't hit you, but yeah. it was, it was probably one of the most intense things I've seen. I think that would be fun That'd to do. I don't know see. if I could do it though. That'd be neat to see. Yeah. Um, last question for you, coach. This is kind of mm-hmm. one of those weird questions uh, that I sent over to you, but it's, it's been, it goes around, uh, the question kind of comes back and forth and, uh, it's something extremely stupid, but, uh, they ask a lot of athletes this. And the question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? A hot dog a sandwich. Um, I would say yes, it is a sandwich because I think the most important ingredients in to make a sandwich would be meat and bread, and the meats in between the bread on a sandwich, which would be the same as a hot dog. So, uh, yeah, I would say that's definitely a sandwich. I'd like to hear the reason it's not a sandwich. I don't. I actually don't have the reason why it's not a sandwich. Um. I, the explanation of what a sandwich is, is I guess kind of it, because I mean, even, 
even if you don't fully open up, like if you do a sandwich on like a roll and you don't fully open it up, it's pretty much a hot dog. But I don't know. That's just a no, question the, I've heard. Yeah, I think the I think the key is the bread being on both sides of the meat. Right. So if it's like an open face thing, that's probably not a sandwich. Okay. I think I think the bread has to be on both sides. All right. But that's that's not you know. I don't know that it's not like official or anything. That's just what I'm guessing at. All right, that's that's what uh, that's our official statement uh, from from right now at least. Yeah, it's a sandwich. I will think on that later. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'd put my money on yes, it's a sandwich. All right, coach. So uh, we'll end the show like we normally do. Any final thoughts heading into week three here? Uh, get there early Friday. Um, it's it's going to be a big deal. Tickets are go fans still. I don't think they're exchanging any money at the gate. So go ahead and get those early. Um, you know, there was a couple years ago. I know that uh, we like got to capacity way before the game, and they ended up shutting the gate. So it's one of those you're going to have to get in early to um, to be part of for sure. But it's a super cool environment. So I mean, it's it's the best in town. So come out and watch. All right, Coach, thank you so much for your time. As always, it's been the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. We've talked a little bit about heading into week three of the high school football season, the battle for the Warfield Shield. Clarksville High School 1-1 one one, hosting their rivals, Rossview, who are 0-2. Join us next week. We'll have our next look and our next game in action. And Clarksville High School football looking to improve to 2-1 this Friday. Join us next week here on the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show.